The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about ways to heal your gut and heal your body. Research shows that having a healthy gut and lifestyle plays a major role in your overall health and can help lower the risk of chronic inflammation and chronic diseases. Joining us is Dr. Peter Kalowski, a functional medicine, family medicine physician, and author of his new book, Unfunk Your Gut, Boost Your Immune System, Heal Your Gut, and Unlock Your Mental, Emotional, and Spiritual Health. Dr. Koss will share with us proven ways that we can have a healthy gut and how we can unlock our mental, emotional, and spiritual health by healing our gut and our bodies. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. How are you, D? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Vicki Doe? I am doing fine. I am hot as hell. I know. You know, and I was telling people today that um, don't complain because it'll be snowing next week. <laughs> that is so true. That's so oh, true. That no, is so true. I know, I know. That's how. That's what happens, though. That's what happens. We this. this hey, the weather is topsy turvy. We just gotta. I know. You just gotta go with the flow. That's it. We gotta, gotta go, go with, with the, the flow. flow. That's all you can do. Go with the flow. Yes, yeah. and we are here. Yes, we are here today. We are here. Yes. And this is episode two hundred and thirty-three. And today we talk about ways to heal your gut and heal your body, and why it is important to do so. Now, of late. We have been hearing um, from the health experts on how that having a healthy gut and having a healthy gut microbiome is critical to our overall health and well-being. And so numerous research has shown that a healthy, low-stress lifestyle with an emphasis on sleep and exercise and plant-based foods is the way to go, you know, and that's the best way to support a healthy gut. But one thing we do know is that your lifestyle and what you eat plays a major role in your gut health and can help lower your risk of chronic inflammation and chronic disease. And so joining us today is Dr. Peter Kalowski, who is a functional medicine, family medicine specialist, and he's an author of his new book, Unfunk Your Gut, Boost your immune system, heal your gut, and unlock your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Dr. Kaz has devoted his career to helping to uncover the underlying cause of chronic diseases through functional medicine. And he will talk with us today about how having a healthy gut can help decrease our risk of chronic diseases. And he will share with us the message of his book, 
how to unlock our mental, emotional, and spiritual health by healing our gut and our bodies. And so we can't wait to hear more from him later on this episode. What do you say, D? I can't wait. This is going to be really interesting, really good. Yes, it is. It's going to be really good. And so listen, folks, stop depending on willpower and motivation alone to help you lose those stubborn pounds. Learn how to create holistic and sustainable lifestyle habits that will give you lasting results. And so we can help you with that. Why don't you enroll in our Vikido Fitness, our step-by-step weight loss boot camp masterclass. It is our online 12-week, or we can say our 90-day, our 90-day comprehensive weight loss program that embraces the holistic approach to sustainable, healthy lifestyle habits for weight loss and long-lasting transformation. Now, this program It has all the necessary components to help you, you know, get the results that you need. It has the exercise training with our personal training, our health fitness coaching app. We have the the health and nutrition education, a part of this program with the individual modules that we have. We have healthy eating sample menus, plenty of menus of good, healthy food uh, for you to eat. There's social support and accountability. And then you have me. I am your live coach that will come in there and whip you up together so that you can can focus and do the things that you have said that you wanted to do. And so, yes, folks, go to www.vikidofitness.com forward slash boot camp. It's vikidofitness.com forward slash bootcamp and find out more about this weight loss and wellness program. And so make sure you go sign up today and I can't wait to see you there. Now, also, folks, don't forget to check out our resources page, vikidofitness.com forward slash resources. And there you will find products and services That will be helpful to you as you embrace a life of health and fitness. We have a variety of items on our resource list for you to check out and try. We have Reebok, Warby Parker. We have Polar. In fact, I have my Polar watch on right now to check out my fitness and and see my activity levels for today. There's iRemedy Healthcare. You know, yeah, we still need to... Order our mask. Mm-hmm. We still need to do that. Yep, yep. And so you can go on Our Remedy Healthcare and there will be medical supply for you. Cardia, that's new to our list by Alive Core. And that is where you can go and do your, it's an app. You can go and do your personal EKG, send it to your physician and all of that. Go to that page to learn more about that as well. The right stuff, the right stuff is on this uh, resource page as well. Medical supplies for the health giver or the caregiver, I should say. And there's a place for you to go online for that. Art of tea. You know, guys, you know, I love tea. And right now they got a special on all the beautiful flavors for iced tea. My Lab Box, go there. You can find 
food sensitivity tests, you know, gluten tests, um, STD tests. You can do all these tests at your home. And then with this program, My Lab, Lab Box, you'll be able to consult with a physician on your results. Ecolunchbox.com and much, much more. But let's talk briefly about the Polar, Polar Electro. I have my Polar monitor on, and this, this company, Polar, has a 40-year legacy of innovation in fitness wearables, okay? Polar has been leading the way in providing a broad range of products to help people of all fitness levels reach their goals. And they have now, if you go online now, they have the new Polar Pacer Pro. And this is an advanced GPS running watch that is ultra light. It is the new generation GPS running watch. And it is equipped with advanced training tools for serious runners to improve running economy and performance. They have all other uh, fitness trackers and monitors. They have other ones and watches that you can look at and you can try. And this is for anyone at any fitness level. They can wear these trackers. So check out Polar on our resources page. You can go to vikidofitness.com forward slash resources, or you can go to directly to the website using our link, www.vikidofitness.com forward slash Polar. And remember, when you use any of the affiliate links to buy any of the products and services on our resources page, you are supporting us here at Vicky Doe Fitness. And as always, what do we say, D? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, D, I am back as you can see and hear. I see. It was great, but guess what? It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, so, yeah, San Diego is usually cool. Yeah, yeah. so we, we, we woke up, though. We, we, um, Nate and I loved, we loved waking up in the morning about 6 o'clock, uh-huh. and we would just walk the, the, the harbor and the bay. It was yeah. just wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love San Diego. Yeah. Yes. Good I eating. I always wondered how anybody could go to school there and study. Oh, I know. In San Diego. I mean, how, how, how do you do that? I know, right? I know. Beautiful yeah. weather. Beautiful yeah, weather. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, yeah, I was there for my ACSM, our 2022 annual meeting. And this time I came in person because, you know, we haven't been able to meet because uh-huh. of COVID for the past two years. And so it was good to get out there. I, I took my honey sweet with me and, and we went to some of the, the lectures and the latest okay. research and stuff and had a good yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yes. Oh, that's good. I yeah, hung out with my colleagues. Yeah. Uh-huh. I hung good. out with my friends. and. How long were you there? We were there for close to, what, four, four days? Yeah. Okay. A quick cool. minute. Four days. I know. We, we got know. in there early. I always get early flights so that we can get yeah. in there early. So we got yeah, in there exactly. early and all of that and had a good time. And we were oh, there this good. time, really, we were there to support my friend. You know my friend and colleague, Dr. Rhonda Prisby. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she yeah. was the one of the presidential keynote speaker. 
She was presenting her, her. cutting-edge research, so it was great. Okay, good for her. Good for her. So how was your week, Dee? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, give us the tea, the real tea. <laughs> I went to Italy for almost a week. Okay. Had a great time. It was, of course, the, uh, I missed two days. Uh, I missed a day of getting there because of bad weather. I had to go back home and then start the next day. Okay. And uh, got to Venice. Had a great time with my friends. You know, like I said, it was challenging getting over there. Nobody, of course, was wearing any mask in Venice. Mm. Uh, I, of course, was pretty religious wearing mine. You know, they have a new rule now that, not a new rule, they have a rule that you have to test negative before you get back into the United States. So I wanted to be sure that I wasn't going to have any surprises. So on Sunday, the Sunday before I was supposed to leave on Wednesday, my next test was negative. On Monday, my test was negative. And then on Tuesday, I took the Italian test because you had to have that to get back into the United States. Yay, yippee, I passed. Okay. So I got on this plane, let my defenses down somewhat, didn't wear a mask on the plane the whole time. Mm. Thursday morning, I woke up a little bit scratchy throat, but I always, you know, a lot of times it's not unusual to have some airplane upper respiratory something or other, Mm -hmm. but I just thought, you know, in the era of COVID, Mm -hmm. um, and I was tired too, and had a little bit of sniffles and sneezing, and I just really kind of discounted that because that wouldn't be unusual. I took a COVID test, and it was negative. This was the day after I got back, Okay, and then the next day... More runny nose, more sniffles, a little bit more tired. I came back with, as they say, the COVID. So I am a join the COVID club, and I just saw that splashed through my uh, phone just a few minutes ago. So is Anthony Fauci. Yeah, I saw that. So we are all now part of the COVID club. I can tell you, though, it has been mild. That's Um, good. The downside is that you have COVID now, right. you know, which you have, I have tried to prevent for the last two and a half years. And so, of course, what goes through your mind, which I always continue to say to people, yeah. I didn't even want mild COVID. I know. Because you don't know what the long-term, yes. long-haul effects of having this virus are. But, you know, it is what it is. And, of course, I do think back on this is the same virus that killed many of our friends. You know, we had a mutual friend who passed. Yeah. This is the same virus that caused people to be in the hospital on ventilators yes. for months and months. I had four vaccines. I was more than fully immunized. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And all I can tell people out there was talking to a friend of mine from the CDC this morning. Mm-hmm. The new variants are highly, highly contagious. And she was reminding me this morning that there are two new ones. If you can get any more contagious than 24 hours, which is what I think my incubation period was, Mm -hmm. the new there's two new super sub 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 variants that are out now that are even more highly transmissible. So all I can say to you all is wear your mask, wear your mask, and wear your mask. The vaccines have prevented hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. And death, but everybody's breaking through now because we have uh, no defenses. Uh, we knew mm-hmm. going in that the fourth vaccine 
from the Israeli study only gave us about for maybe two or three months protection. Mm-hmm. But uh, I only got April, May, June. I only got, I got maybe six weeks. Mm. Okay. So I would just say the word is just be careful. It's been a mild disease. I'm turning the corner. That's but good. I didn't even want this. I know. You know. I know. So there it is. So that was my week. <laughs> that, right. But then it was great. The Italy was great. Then okay. it was great. Okay. Um, I saw a lot of my friends, like you were hanging out with your friends. I hung out with a lot of my friends. So, But the bottom line is, I'm glad to be back home. And yes. my street in Youngstown looks real good. Yes, it does. Yes, yes. About right now. About, about right now. You best better about believe it. About right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, definitely. we're glad that, that you are back, D. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back, too. All right. So what is going on this week? Well, Vicky, everything. Yes. Everything is going on. And, um, <laughs> you know, I guess we celebrate fresh fruit and vegetables this month. Yes, it's about it's the American Heart Association, and they're talking about adding color with fruits and vegetables. Okay, okay. Yes. And so that's their promotion. You know, every month, you know, we try to have some health awareness out there. And so, yeah, this month is uh, eating more fruits and vegetables. And it's important now, most especially since since we're in Northeast Ohio, it's a little bit easier for us to get, you know, more fruits and and vegetables. But they have a guide. If you go to the American Heart Association um, website, it's www.heart.org. They actually have a guide, which is cool. I looked at it a little bit, and it's great. It's it's the Fruit and Vegetable Guide. It's a PDF. Yeah, it's a PDF Uh form. You can go and download it. It has guidelines of what fruits and vegetables and how to, you know, incorporate that in your everyday eating. And so they have a a Facebook page, you know, because even if you hear this podcast, this episode after June, you still can go Healthy for Good. That's their Facebook page and Twitter. And they have tips and tricks on how you can just add color to your, you know, to your plates by adding fruits and vegetables. And every week they're going to feature recipes, ideas, and and videos related to each of these weekly themes, all focused on helping you to get more fruits and veggies on your plate. And so week one, they have add color on a budget. Week two, store it right. Keep it fresh. Week three, cook in color. Week four, bump up the fruits and vegetables. And so this is important because the nutrition guidelines are out there saying that we do. We do need to increase our fruits and vegetables, our servings, to nine servings a day. We do need to do that. I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's tough. That's very tough. That's tough. You know, that's very tough. Yeah. Yeah. But for more information, go to the website, www.heart.org. Yeah. And that's when you can find that. Yeah, D. Well, Serena. <laughs> I know. Serena. Uh-huh. How did she get in, Vicky, when she's not even, is she seated? No, she had to do a wild card. They did, they said uh, she plays uh, Wimbledon after all. This was, this was um, announced on the news on ESPN as well after receiving a wild card invitation. 
And so it says the All England Club announced on Tuesday that Williams was awarded a wild card entry for singles, making her return to Grand Slam action after a year away. And so when you look on her, uh, if you follow her on her Twitter and her all her Facebook accounts and stuff, she got a picture of her uh, sneakers, you know, and, and and she ready. She ready. Yes, she is. I guess she's ready. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what you think? We shall see, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know she needs that one more Grand Slam. Right. To beat the records. Right. right. She needs that one more. And I get it. Mm-hmm. She needs that one more Grand Slam. And hopefully, because she's just so injury laden now. I know. Injury laden. But good for her. You know, go after what it is that you want. Go after what you want. Right. Good for her. She at needs least that I, one more Grand Slam. Yes, she does. And at least I can look, because I, I looked at the French uh, Open this time. I looked at it, and I, of course, I always follow the men. But the women, right. I did follow Coco Golf and everything. Yeah. She's doing yeah. really good now. Ooh, yeah, she's, she is. Yeah. But yeah. I just wasn't into it. You know, yeah. Me either. Me either. I wasn't into it at all. First of all, I know a lot of those people. That's it. And uh, I just, I lost interest. You know, Coco, of course, but I just kind of lost interest, truthfully. Yeah, so at least this will bring something back, right? Yeah, it's just kind of like when Tiger plays. Even if he plays badly, uh-huh. he brings a lot of people to the table. Yes. He brings a lot of people that would never really watch golf, and she's going to bring a lot of people that wouldn't really watch, that have kind of like you said with me and you, mm-hmm. lost interest in in tennis, mm-hmm. and especially the women, it'll bring us back. Yeah, because I... Uh... I haven't really been into it now. Mm. Oh, no, me either. Me either. Me either. And you oh, know yeah. I'm into my tennis, so this will be great. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. That's good. This will be great. D, tell us the latest. I know we got some well, latest. Well, the latest is, yeah, you know, i was been talking to my friends at the CDC, and I think, you know, we need to not poo-poo this monkeypox. Okay. This monkeypox is moving in fast and furious. Mm. At least at this juncture, it does not appear to be airborne. But you know what I think about that. Right. I had my comments about that COVID earlier. It's moving fast and furious. There are a thousand cases now okay. outside of where it was endemic in Central Africa. Okay, okay. Now, you tell me how that happens. And not that many people, I don't think, that had contact with somebody with somebody with somebody with somebody who was in Central Africa. That's all I can say about that. As far as Gunt would say, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay? And then don't forget this, which is what we saw with HIV. You know, they're talking about the demographics of men who have sex with men, but people forget there's a bisexual population, you know, the LGBTQ. Yes. And people describe themselves as fluid, non-binary, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so you look at a sexually transmitted, potentially sexually transmitted disease, you're going to start seeing it into the heterosexual population as well. Right. And let that sit. Yeah, I know. So I think we need to have a little bit more... I know COVID has taken precedence, but I think we need to have a heightened awareness of monkeypox. Okay, it's always something. Really? Always something. All, right, always something. Always Correct. something. Okay. Always something, yeah. Well, 
Thank you, Dee. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. I'm always happy to please and bring <laughs> happy news. Always. Well, thank you. Always. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, Get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about ways to heal our gut and to lower our risk of chronic inflammation and chronic diseases. Numerous research has shown the importance of maintaining a healthy gut microbiome through healthy lifestyle habits such as stress management, sleep, and healthy eating. Joining us today is Dr. Peter Kalowski, a functional medicine family medicine practitioner. He will talk about his new book, Unfunk Your Gut, Boost Your Immune System, Heal Your Gut, and Unlock Your Mental emotional, and spiritual health. And he will also give us tips on what we can do to heal our gut and to live a fulfilled life of health and wellness. And so let's listen to our interview with Dr. Peter Kalowski. Now here with us today is Dr. Peter Kalowski, a family medicine physician who has devoted his career to helping undercover the underlying cause of chronic disease through functional medicine. He serves patients in person and online via his Montana and Chicago-based practices. His new book, Unfunk Your Gut, Boost Your Immune System, Heal Your Gut, and Unlock Your Mental, Emotional, and Spiritual Health, empowers readers to start their healing journey. Now, Dr. Cause is with us today, and he will share his personal story and talk about how food is medicine and how it can decrease our risk for chronic disease through functional medicine, the functional medicine approach. And of course, we will talk about his book today. And so guess what? We are excited, and how are you today, Dr. Cause? I'm doing great, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And Dee? Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Now, first, before I ask you to tell your story, I'm going to tell you that when I saw that you were coming to our show and I got the email from 
um, our, at Men, Yvonne Mathis, of having you on, their, on, on our show. I got excited because many, many years ago, when I was taking my uh, doctorate stuff in exercise physiology, and then when I was doing nutrition, uh, we were talking about gut and the whole, you know, the connection with food and the articles and journals that we were uh, instructed to read was by Dr. Jeffrey Bland. <laughs> oh, nice. He's the grandfather of functional medicine. Yes, he's the grandfather. And then, you know, things have evolved now, and and we follow, I follow definitely Dr. Mark Hyman. And so I was excited for uh, you to come to the show because I'm a firm believer in that functional medicine approach. And so, yes, I'm glad that you are here. So let's start. Why don't you tell your story and why you decided to devote your career to um, functional medicine? Yeah, if you would have asked me when I was starting medical school or even residency that I would end up as a functional medicine doctor, I, I would have laughed in your face. I wouldn't have believed you. Mm. So my my story, my background is, is I'm a first-generation American. My parents are immigrants from Poland. Uh, when my parents left Poland, they were both doctors. There's a few doctors in my family, grandparents. So medicine was always something that I was interested in. But when I was like 18, 19, I was not really into studying. I went to Arizona State for college basically just because of the palm trees <laughs> and switched majors pretty quickly because... Uh, Basically, all my friends were in business school, and business school was closed on Fridays, and Thursday night was the big night to go out. So I became a business major. And then when I was a senior in college, my best friend came back from spring break with a rash, and she was feeling sick, and she was diagnosed with lupus. And she passed away two weeks, or excuse me, one week after we graduated. Oh, wow. Um, so it was a very, mm -hmm. wow. very, very rapid progression of lupus. I've still never seen anything like it in my career. But so that, that experience kind of made me want to go back into medicine. And so I had to go back to school and do all the science classes, take the MCAT. I got into med school, did med school, very, very traditional, just kind of followed everything they told me mm -hmm. and got into residency. And I started a family practice residency. And I, my favorite thing to do in life was to party on the weekends. Okay. And I tried to stop drinking um, when I got into residency, and I realized that I had no clue how to deal with life without alcohol. And for me, I never thought I was an alcoholic because I didn't drink every day. I, I was very successful. Like I just, it was like the work hard, play hard attitude. But I ended up going to treatment, so I had to take a break for six weeks and go to uh, rehab, basically. And this was 2011. Okay. And my rehab was all about why. It had nothing to do with the alcohol. It was all about why do I like to drink. And for me, it was just because I grew up really insecure. I, I always was popular and had lots of friends, but I never believed in myself, and I always felt insecure, so alcohol kind of masked that for me. So I learned that. I went back to residency, and then uh, we had this doctor. His name was Dr. Batra. He used to start every patient that was admitted to the hospital on a multivitamin and vitamin D, and we thought it was a joke. We were like why aren't we prescribing meds? Why are we giving vitamins? And so I talked to him one day and I was like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you making us do these vitamins? And he's like, I'm studying something called functional medicine. Mm. So I, he showed me the website. I signed up for a conference. And within the first hour of my first conference, I was just looking around like, holy cow, like how, 
have I not been taught this stuff? Mm-hmm. Functional medicine was all about the underlying cause. And, you know, I, all those modalities like acupuncture and chiropractic and supplements, like I thought that was all full of crap before I went to this conference, honestly, and before I went to treatment. Mm-hmm. It just made sense to me. Everything was taught from a science level. Everything made sense. It was biochemistry. It was anatomy. And everybody I met at that conference was a lot older than me and was telling me, like, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. Um, so I kept signing up for conferences, and I, and I met some people like Dr. Hyman, Dr. Blum, some of the doctors that run the Chopra Center in in San Diego, and my residency program was super cool, and they let me do rotations, so I went and trained with those people and started learning how to apply functional medicine, Mm -hmm. and I've been doing it solo since 2014, and I'd say my goal when I started would be to help people with autoimmune disease, and I've uh, been very blessed to have helped more people with with chronic disease than I could have ever dreamed of in my whole career. And that's all due to functional medicine. Wow. So what do you say, Dee? Well, you know, for myself, um, I'm a lot older than you are. Um, There was a time where we poo-pooed a lot of this. And like you, when you sat down with your mentor and said, why are we doing all of this? That's questions that we used to ask. But now I think, you know, it's a whole new feel for us. And we're certainly looking at this a lot differently, even in infectious diseases. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, you know, I was hooked on that when I was doing my research, looking at um, nutrition and, of course, with me being um, exercise physiology. Um, Yeah. So I was looking at that and and I I just got excited because of Dr. Jeffrey Bland, how he, he connected that the whole biochemical process and understanding the why instead of just treating the symptom. And a lot of times it's like you're going to explain to us, it's, it's on what we eating, our gut. Oh, Lord have mercy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so a person will come to you because now mm-hmm. you can do the traditional, you can go and see a traditional doctor, but you can also ask to be referred to a functional medicine physician. So what is the, what's the difference? I'm, I'm the last resort. Um, most of my patients have been to multiple university hospitals and, and Cleveland and Mayo Clinic, and they're on meds, and they don't want to be on them, and the meds aren't working, and they're getting meds with more side effects. So a lot of people are just kind of like, screw it, I'll, I'll go see this guy. Like, I'm out of options. Okay. And the big difference is, is like I always tell people, it's, you're not going to feel better tomorrow. I'm not going to give you a pill that's going to make you feel better tomorrow. This this is a process. And the process honestly has nothing to do with me. It's all about what the person does to heal. I think our greatest job as physicians is just education. And so I spend most of my visits just using education and then giving treatment plans once we do testing. So I do like to run a lot of tests. I, I run a lot of stool, urine, breath tests. Um, they're called functional medicine labs. I do run some traditional blood testing. But the whole goal is to figure out why, right? Like mm-hmm. this morning I, I saw uh, the mother of a three-year-old who got diagnosed with autism two months ago, and she said that her primary doctor, pediatrician, basically the only thing he told her was to go to ABA therapy. And she got online and she was like, okay, started seeing all this stuff, like, there's other options. And, and then she had met some friends that were like, yeah, you got to go to functional medicine. And 
For her and in her child, we're starting with diet. Um, we're looking for food sensitivities. Her child had a birth history of being born by C-section, not getting breastfed, being formula fed, and the kid had antibiotics seven times in the first two years. Mm. So being a gut doctor, for me, there's no better way to screw up your gut than that. And so our goal is to figure out what's what's there. And, and it, you know, if your gut's screwed up, then you're probably going to be more sensitive to the food you're eating. And then you're going to have, you know, all the, the dysbiosis issues, candida, cholesterol, overgrowing your microbiome. And in my experience of working with, specifically since we're on uh, autism right now, is a lot of times that stuff is going on in the gut and through healing the gut, I've seen some amazing stuff. I mean, I've, I've had kids that at the first visit, they were banging their head into my desk and wouldn't look at me. And now they're on the baseball team and having full conversations and in regular classes. Mm. Um, and, and most of it is through diet, nutrition, gut health, and detox. So that, that's why people, you know, come to functional medicine. My hope and dream one day is that people come to me when they're not sick, mm. right? That they just want to stay healthy. I, I think that, I mean, that was my job as a family practice doctor. It should be. And I think that should be my job as a functional medicine doctor is helping people not get sick. Because once these conditions start, it, you know, it's not that easy to turn them around. With that and your experiences, then what gave you the inspiration then to to write your book? You know, you got to your book is unfunk your gut, boost your immune system, heal your gut and unlock your mental, emotional and spiritual health. So what gave you the inspiration then to write this book? It was on my list of like life goals from a young age, or not from a young age, but I think probably once I started in medicine, I, I, you know, I wrote down goals for myself, and one of them was to write a book. And I didn't do it until now because I, I just wanted to have enough experience. I wanted to know if I had something interesting to say. And so I, one day I just sat down and started writing. I wrote it in seven months, and it, it was pretty fast for me because my book is basically just what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I think one of my strongest points why patients like working with me is, and it might be because of being in recovery, but I like to keep things very simple. So my book has a more laid back attitude. There's, it's pretty funny, some people say, but it's also very, very science based. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, I, you know, I could start to think that our world is big in regards to our functional medicine world that a lot of people know about, a lot of people are doing it. But then like you go to like Six Flags Great America and you kind of look around and you see the menus and, and you kind of, at least for me, I realize like my world is, you know, functional medicine is very, very small still. Like most people honestly have no clue that it even exists or that there is an option other than taking meds. Right. I mean, you're up against, as I, I've, I've read your book um, before today, and I was just thinking, I, one of the things that I continue to say is that there's no incentive in this country for anybody to get better. And so, because too many other people are profiting and benefiting off of people not feeling well or doing well, and there's the comment that you just made when you go to Six Flags or whatever, and you probably just throw up your hands and holler because, you know, if you're up against a huge um, fight one comment that I wanted to ask you, in it seems like this process is very labor-intensive, is it? The process of somebody healing, of, of somebody like... Well, the process the that you go through, the process that you go through with your patients from the time that you first see them yeah. with all the different things that you try to figure out what's going on. It seems to me like, 
because you've got a lot of things in your books that you do, the elimination and the fasting and this, that, and the other. It seems like um, it's rather labor-intensive, is it? Absolutely. And it's, when somebody calls and schedules an appointment, the first thing we do is send them 45 pages of intake paperwork. And oh, wow. I've had some people that, that cancel their visit because they're just like, I can't fill all this out. And it's a, just a full medical history from the time before you were born to wherever you're at now. And it's literally asked mm-hmm. questions about every part of your life and health. And I'll spend, I don't know, I mean, it depends on, on how much somebody writes, but it, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to a couple hours before a visit, just getting to know someone. So I, I, mm-hmm. I already know someone before I meet them. And then mm-hmm. an actual first visit, I spend usually about an hour and a half with them. And then they get life coaching and and they get lots of handouts and documents. It's not easy. One of the things is is like functional medicine only works if you work it. And and so it's not for everybody. And Mm -hmm. in the beginning, sometimes we still get it, but people call and be like, hey, I'm calling to schedule an appointment for my husband or my brother or my dad. We always say we want to speak to the patient first. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't like to waste Mm -hmm. anybody's time because it is a lot of work Mm -hmm. and time. Mm -hmm. And so if if you're just sending your your brother to me, like, and they don't want to be there, like, we're wasting my time, your time, everybody's time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it is, it's not, it's not for everybody. And so the traditional medicine will always have a place. But with your comment, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. The farther I get away from traditional medicine, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of convinced that, that medical school and residency is just kind of like a brainwashing by the pharmaceutical industry, and they have the the best business model in the world. I think it kind of combines with the food industry, but it basically get you sick as young as possible and then keep you alive as long as possible, and you've got a customer yeah. for, the, for the rest of your life, mm. whereas my patients... I see them maybe two or three times in three or six months. They're going to spend more money on the first day because the testing is not covered with insurance most of it, so there's out-of-pocket costs. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't have any patients that are still working with me past like a year maybe at the most. Mm. Um, my my job, so it's a very bad business model, right? Like I, I'm completely, I'm completely dependent on new patients because I don't get return uh-huh. clients, and it's not because they don't like me. Yeah, but guess what? You know, it's a whole bunch of folks that need your help. So you good, you good, right? <laughs> But here's another thing. I'll tell a, a story. My honey sweet, my honey is uh he's a nephrologist. You know, most 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 of the physicians send him the patients um that have, you know, trouble with their their high blood pressure and and controlling it he was so excited because he had a patient that he did all and he's pretty he's pretty good you know he can he can work miracles right but this this patient oh my god he said he would try everything and and so she said do you mind if I go to a functional medicine physician? And he was like, sure, go, go, and let me know what's going on here, right? Because we want you to be in good health. And so she came back about three months later, no blood pressure problems, right? So he said, okay, now my wife always talk about that eating thing. What did you eat? So she said, yeah, I was eating this and that. So she showed him what she would have to do. She had some allergies. But her thing was found out that she had heavy metals. She was 
had some toxins going on. Yeah. But after after a while, though, he had to keep encouraging her because uh, she said that it was kind of it was hard for her to keep up with the, the whole diet and stuff. But, yeah, he was he always said, man, I am convinced. Yeah, because her blood pressure issues went away. Just like that. I, when you, yeah, I when you started that. talking about the, the, the blood pressure, I'm actually publishing a second book in a few months that's uh, half about hormones and half about toxins. And heavy metals are, are the number one toxin that I find in people. And I, huh. I do go through a patient, patient story of a, a truck driver who came to me on three blood pressure meds. He was basically maxed out. And it took us about a year I want to, or 18 months of getting the heavy metals out. And he's not on any blood pressure meds anymore. And it, it's been years. And I've, I've got a few stories like that. But mm-hmm. that, that's every time I, I hear high blood pressure, I, I'm, I'm always thinking toxins and detox. Isn't that something? Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so he was like, oh, my goodness, I'm convinced. Now if we can just get Mm -hmm. people to, because, yeah, like you said, it is a lot of work, and a lot of people aren't committed like that. You have to be. Yeah. Let's go on. So one of the leading principles of functional medicine is that what you eat, and as we talked about, hormones, toxins, like heavy metals, mold, can lead to um, chronic inflammation and lead to chronic disease such as heart disease, um, what we talked about, high blood pressure, diabetes, and cancer. And so could you explain how you make the connection between that concept and how it impacts on on the healing process? Yeah. So, I mean, if you just look at like the the rates of autism in the 1980s, they were like one in a couple thousand. And I think it's like one in 40 now, right? And if you look at the rates of lupus or diabetes or obesity, all everything is just way, 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 way more common, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the one thing that hasn't changed, or excuse me, the one thing that has changed the most is our environment, right? Mm-hmm. They, they keep messing with our food supply, started with the hybridization of wheat in the, I think, the 1950s, genetically modified soy and corn. Uh, over 90% of soy and corn in America are genetically modified. If you kind of go through the, the standard American diet, which we call the fad diet, it's basically gluten, soy, and corn, or animals eating those things. Cows don't roam around in grass fields eating grass anymore. They get fed genetically modified substances. Those proteins change of the animals, and then our bodies are trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at toxins, lead, mercury. I just saw there was an article today that the EPA admitted that, that a lot of this crap that they've been putting into our environment is actually worse than we thought. I've never tested anybody, and I test people for heavy metals. I test people for mold. I test people for herbicides, pesticides, glyphosate. I don't. Besides mold, I do see people come back completely negative because you do have to be exposed to a moldy home or building. But the other toxins, like the heavy metals, the herbicides, the pesticides, the organophosphates, flame retardants, all this stuff, everybody has it in their body. And our bodies weren't designed to be constantly fighting that stuff. Mm. We have like a limited ability to fight off these things, right? And so, you know, like, let's say my body's ability to fight off these invaders is 100, but on an average day, I'm being exposed to 5,000. And Mm. that, you know, that builds and builds and builds. And I'm personally convinced that there's probably 100, at least 
100 million Americans walking around with high levels of heavy metals. A lot of them will never know. You know, you can we the analogy that I like to use is that we're all born with a bucket, and we fill that bucket with bad food, with stress, with lack of sleep, with tobacco, drugs, lead, mercury, and eventually that bucket overflows into disease. And mm-hmm. That might happen when a child is three years old, or that might happen when when a individual is 75 and develops dementia. It's that constant onslaught, and that onslaught is getting worse. And it, so it's basically, in my opinion, it's that why, like Hippocrates said 3,000 years ago, all disease begins in the gut is because what I like to teach people, number one, about the gut is that the inside of your gut tube is actually considered outside of your body. Mm. So if you swallow something and poop it out, it's never been in your body. And that's what that term leaky gut that a lot of people have heard of means is basically your, your gut is like a bouncer at a club deciding who gets in and who gets out. And when your gut is leaky due to using antibiotics, due to stress, due to you know, going to eat at fast food, that bouncer is like asleep. And then anything that's flooding through your gut can get into your blood. Once something's in your blood, what's waiting is your immune system, and your immune system is there to defend you, and you've got this genetically modified food and all these toxins, and the immune system starts attacking, and now you've got inflammation in the blood. What happens with the blood? It goes everywhere, right, Mm -hmm. from your head to your toes. Mm -hmm. So that's why I could take 100 patients with a gluten sensitivity or a candida overgrowth or SIBO, and every one of them has different symptoms because the inflammation got into the body through the gut, and now it's... It's just kind of wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of the, the connection to me of, of how this stuff causes all these different types of diseases. You know, I took a course in um, the human microbiome. I had nothing to do last year. <laughs> um, overachiever that I am. I took a college course in the human microbiome, and it was absolutely uh-huh. fabulous. Um, and that's why I was... You know, your book is right on it. With mm-hmm. um, this, it was a it was a nine week course that I took. Just you know, something to do. It was a Zoom thing, and just I learned a lot. I mean, I think you know, and like you say, it's not this is not taught in medical school um, and or residency. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, by that time, patients have gone too far. Have got gotten a lot away from just finding somebody like you to even help with this because we don't know anything. I I continue to say doctors know very little at all about nutrition. It's hard for doctors to sit in the office and talk about just your conversation in your book talking about refreshing my mind about what sugar does Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and carbohydrates. I think you made the comment carbohydrates are the worst. The whiter the bread, the faster you're dead. Exactly. Right. Right. But I'm going to have to add, it depends on what carbs you're eating because you do need carbs. You need a balanced diet, but most people do the refined. So, yeah. And most people do not overdose on fruits and vegetables. They just don't. No. No. And I I go through, like, if I could just give one dietary piece of advice to somebody I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about, what, what I tell people is to eat 9 to 12 servings of vegetables and fruit a day. Um, I saw that in your book. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. We got the breakfast salad club. You got to start at breakfast. Yeah. And, and yeah. I go through like your traditional American day of eating. It's basically, it's yellow stuff for breakfast. It's basically, you know, pancakes, bacon, breakfast sandwich, 
breakfast burrito. There's no vegetables. Mm -hmm. Then you have lunch and and you have a sandwich, which might have uh, a little bit of iceberg lettuce and tomato on it with chips and and pop or soda, whatever you call it. Uh And then you have dinner, which is like meat, potatoes, and maybe a side of broccoli, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's mm-hmm. one serving of vegetables per day. And and you might, I don't mm-hmm. know, you might get a fruit cup. So it's, it's, it's really hard to get 9 to 12. But if you do it, which that's why we give recipes in the book, mm-hmm. there's not... There's not room for the other stuff, right? If you're loading up on three servings of vegetables and fruit three times a day or four, you're you're not going to be hungry for all the other crap. And and that's that's why like I think it's it's a it's obviously not easy, right? It's a big no, change no. for, for yeah. the average person. And so, then buying it is a chore too. Because you buy it, we always tell people, you know, yeah, you can buy these things. And that's where the seasons, right now, you can see a lot of folks bringing out the um, blueberries and the strawberries and all of that. Because the number one mm-hmm. complaint is that people will say, oh, I can't find that. Or, oh, it's expensive, you know, when we go out in the community. And so just convincing people that, no, there's ways that you can get plenty of fruits and vegetables. We have frozen fruits and vegetables. That's better than nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's important. So since we're talking about food, there's a statement that says, let food be thy medicine. So what's your thoughts on that? Our bodies, our mitochondria, our immune system, our hormones, our thyroid, how they function is dependent on what you give them to function, right? Like we, our bodies need nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants to function. And so if you're just going to eat fast food three times a day, you're not getting anything to support your body, right? Mm -hmm. And instead, you can, you know, you could eat that fast food three times a day and then take a pill that that kind of controls (laughs) blood pressure that's elevated because your body's under stress. Your body's like, hey, where's these nutrients that I need to function? And it's kind of kind of amazing like how resilient people's bodies are right like people can eat that that unnutritious food for a long time without getting sick or they get sick and then we've developed pills to keep them alive but your body needs that food for information it 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 basically determines how your body's going to function i would say then that since we're talking about food in your book you really talked about the difference between food allergies and food sensitivities then since most especially since you know food is you know is information to our body then you know what's the difference your your book in your book you say that sensitivities food sensitivities are even more dangerous than just having allergies so could you explain that yeah, it comes down to the type of immune response that you're having. Um, an allergy is caused by an IgE antibody, and that is a rapid antibody. So basically, like that's like a kid that's allergic to peanuts. They, if they're exposed to peanuts, uh, they could die, right? So it's obviously very dangerous. But the reason I say sensitivities are more dangerous is because the reaction is delayed. Mm. Food sensitivities the reaction doesn't happen for hours or days after eating the food. So kind of the one of the examples that I give is, let's say my breakfast is a bagel every day, right? I, I eat a bagel every day and I feel fine, right? But then I start getting migraines. So I go to my doctor and he gives me a pill for the migraines. And so the migraines are, are you know, still coming, but at least now I can manage the symptoms. I'm still eating the bagel. 
and I have no idea that it could be the source of my migraines. So now I've been taking this pill for my headaches, um, and now my gut gets screwed up, right, because a lot of those pain pills are really bad on your gut. So you go back to the doctor, and you're like, hey, now my gut, you know, is in bad shape. So then they give a pill for your gut, right? And now you're on a pain pill, and you're on a gut pill, and now you're depressed, right, because you just feel like crap. You're taking two pills a day, so then you go back, and, and now you're on an antidepressant. Right. And now you're on three meds and you're still eating that bagel every day because you feel fine afterwards. Mm. And that's that's why I say that sensitivities are more dangerous because it, it, they basically cause like a, a slower, more painful death that um, you don't know. At least with an allergy, it, it can kill you. But, you know, most people know that they're allergic to something. Um, and luckily, we do have great medicines to save someone that's going through anaphylaxis. Food sensitivities, other big problem with them is I don't think there's a good test for them. You know, if I think if I'm worried if you're allergic to something, mm-hmm. we can do blood testing, we can do skin testing and figure out what you're allergic to. You can run IgG food panels, but in my opinion, they are very inaccurate. They're, they're typically a log of what you've been eating for the last three months if your gut is leaky. So, in my opinion, a food sensitivity panel is is really the best test for a leaky gut. So, the only good way to diagnose it is an elimination diet, in my opinion, in my experience. An elimination diet is cutting out the foods that you're worried about for 21 days and then adding them back in one by one. So, when I first heard about this, I was like, this this sounds pretty made up. Like, where where are we getting 21 days from? Based on half-life. Everything in your body has a half-life, whether you drink alcohol, whether you take meds. That's why some meds are taken three times a day. Some are four times a month. Um, They're all different. So the half-life of IgG antibodies is about 21 days. Okay. So if I eat that bagel today and I have 100 antibodies floating around, if I completely avoid gluten for 21 days, that antibody count will drop in half to 50. Oh, wow. When I eat it again on day 22, the immune system has a great memory, and it'll remember, hey, gluten, get out of here. And so I will get symptoms when I add it back in because the uh, immune response has been cut in half, and then it goes back up rapidly. So when I reintroduce that bagel, I might get a migraine. I might get stomach pain. I, I might get insomnia. I might get fatigue. We give people a journal, and there's a copy of the journal in the book to use. And that's what the recipes are tailored at in the book, too, is to help people, like, to figure out what to eat. Because okay. a lot of times when I show people what we're cutting out, they're like, that's everything that I eat. So, <laughs> yeah, like, so well, what, what is there? can I eat? Yes. Right. Yes. There's a lot. Yeah, your recipes, your recipes were actually really good. I'm sitting here looking at them now while we're talking. And the only thing is I'm trying to figure out where to get some of this stuff, like arrowroot powder where do you find that i usually go to amazon if i can't find something yeah oh, that's true um, yeah yeah <laughs> usually you could type in with the internet now you could type in anything and find where where it is mm-hmm. um, yeah but your recipes are very very good uh yes I, i'm very I'm, I'm proud of the recipes i mean one of my goals when i wrote my book is uh i wanted it to be different i mean yes. I, i've i've read pretty much every functional medicine book or a lot of them and I feel like they could be kind of hard and they could get very, like, boring for even for me. And so I wanted it to be different. And one of the things with the recipes is 
I'm not a recipe writer. I, I love to cook, but I have no clue how to write a recipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I, had a, <laughs> I had a patient who was a chef who um, has been in remission from rheumatoid arthritis for seven years now just through diet. Okay. And so yeah. she became oh, wow. really passionate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wrote the recipes. I reached out to her. And so she also, when she wrote the recipes, we asked her to write a little bit about what it was like to come to a visit with me you know, what she was feeling afterwards and how hard it was to, to kind of really figure out um, what to eat. And so I feel like she did a very good job making the recipes also, you know, some basic stuff, right? Like just how to yeah. steam vegetables or yes. you know, things like that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people don't cook. And, yes. and so it's like, it's very hard to eat on an elimination diet eating out. And, and that's, yeah, sad about our society that like you can't go out to eat and while you're on an elimination diet, pretty much that kind of tells you about how much of the struggle it is to for people to change and, and figure out what to do. But and that's why we try to make stuff easier uh, mm-hmm. to give people a chance of success. All right. I try to tell people also when they go out to restaurants, this is something that I do. It might be a little obnoxious, but I think you need sometimes need to feel empowered if you want something fixed a certain way or of course you know you never know what's going on behind those doors but if you specifically want something to ask Mm -hmm. the chef or ask somebody to fix something in a certain way or that you don't want this added to your you know dish or whatever i mean they're just baby they're baby things of change so that it will allow you to eat out a little bit but it's very difficult because you never know you know what's what people are using. I mean, people have to sometimes use cheap ingredients. You know, you don't know what, what they're using right. behind that, those doors. Right. I know. The, the one thing I'd say is that it, it's easier now than it was five years ago, which is way easier than it mm-hmm. was 20 years ago, because there's yeah. a lot of restaurants that you sit, can sit down in now. I guess it might be more high-end, but it's like before you even start your meal, their first question is, is do you guys have any allergies, uh, sensitivities yeah. or allergies? Right. Yeah. Right. So, Restaurants are more used to it than they used to be, but it's still mm-hmm. I mean, it's still not. It's it's really really tough. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, you know, we could we could talk forever. So I want you in closing. Mm-hmm. I want you to. Uh, it seems like your book is more when we get into it. It's like a guide to help us as we you know try to figure out how to eat and the whole approach of functional medicine. But I want you to tell us what are you, what's your favorite thing about this book and how can we use this book when we go buy your book? I would say my favorite thing is, is sharing the connection of mental, emotional, and spiritual health to gut health. Right? Okay. And a lot of people think that when they come in to see me, it's like, we're just going to change diet and we're just going to change supplements and we're going to order some tests. But I, I really try to talk about the connection of the gut to the brain and the brain to the gut mm-hmm. and how our guts will never heal if we don't deal with the traumas, we don't deal with uh, the things that have happened to us. And so that's something where I really try to share that I think some functional medicine people lose because you get so excited about the diet and the nutrients and, and the, the testing. But the, in, in the course of my own treatment, um, I had a therapist or a counselor tell me that trauma is anything less than nurturing. 
And most of us Mm. think of trauma as like war, violence, things like that. Trauma could be as simple as like you're five years old, you come home from school, you want to show your parents your homework, but they're busy, they're working. Like for me, I basically started raising myself from like six or seven. My parents worked 12, 14, 16 hour days every day and I would come home alone. But for a lot of, you know, a lot of kids, it's like, or kids, you know, growing up in, in America, I think it's tough. Kids can be mean. So it's like you set off these signals of I'm not good enough, right? And that activates your sympathetic nervous response, which shuts down your gut. Mm. And you might get sick in two months or it might take 40 years for the disease to start. But it it can start as something as simple as just not feeling nurtured, not feeling good enough. And so I really try to go over how badly that does affect your gut. That's the biggest barrier I see to people healing is dealing with that. Like to me, there's other stuff like, People will be super strict with diet, do testing, follow supplements, follow exercise, do all this stuff. But when we try to get them to talk about what happened with their parents or their friends or their spouse, it's like shut down, right? Mm. Well, when you shut down, you shut down your gut. And Mm. then you could take all the supplements in the world and you'll never heal. So Mm. I'm very proud of sharing that and, and, and trying to teach people that because I've seen so many people that like follow through with with that part of health, that that's when the real, real magic happens. Okay. Well, do you have to say something else, Dee? No, this has been absolutely wonderful. Um, it just, you know, reinforces a lot of stuff that, you know, we deal with on the, we didn't get a chance to talk about one of the big things, you know, that I deal with it as, as an infectious disease specialist is what you were talking about, this C. diff issue and how it's just exploded mm-hmm. um, over the last, years and the the issues and comments that you made, the comments that you made about probiotics and prebiotics and so forth, the things that we're just kind of coming into, you know, I find myself prescribing or telling my patients about, and you talk about, talk about sauerkraut and kefir Mm -hmm. and all these other things Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we don't, we don't teach our patients about. So yeah, it was very, very, very informative. Yes. And thank you. Yes. And I will say too, that, you know, we always say, um, and, and I feel exercise is medicine, and then I always add, and let food be thy medicine as well. And so, mm-hmm. yes, and so I am glad that you are here, and we had a great talk. And how can folks, how can folks um, contact you, or where can they buy their book, all of that? Give us that information. The book is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Your, your like, local little bookstore probably doesn't have it in stock, but they can order it uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to tell people it's unfunk with a C, um, and that comes from a saying that we used to say in my practice, that we put the funk in functional medicine. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and I had it, my, my original title was a little more inappropriate, but. Yeah, I, that's yeah. what I, cause <laughs> when I saw that, I, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I got to be careful because I be done said the wrong <laughs> word. <laughs> I, I've had people slip up and say that. I'm, laughing, laughing. I'm like, that's what I wanted it to be, but. Uh, uh, so it's unfunk with a C. Um, but, yeah, that the book is, you know, it's pretty easy if you just look it up. My website is doc-coz.com, D-O-C-K-O-Z.com. Our office number, our email, everything's on there. Okay. I think the book is a great starting point because there's enough people that could read it and actually heal from their issues without ever having to see me or another functional medicine doctor. 
not everybody's that lucky. And but what I've heard over the last year since um, it's been out is that patients that have gone to see other functional medicine doctors, they're they're just like, wow, I felt so much more prepared for my visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I think it's a great starting point. It, it's it's easy to read. It's funny, and it, I think it gives a lot of good information. All right, and so thank you once again, Doctor Cos. This has been thank great. Thank you. Yeah, it has. Thank been. you guys thank for you having me. My the next book is called Get the Funk Out. Uh, and, uh, okay. I'd love to come back and talk about it. Oh, definitely. Sure. You are definitely absolutely, um, absolutely invited. Yes, yes. Now this ends our show, D. So do you have some tips on what we should think about? Yeah, he was really good. Yes. You know, he um, was down to earth. You know, he would be the kind of doctor that would really, um, you know, you can tell he's very much into being a functional medicine physician, and he told us he didn't start out that way. And basically, you know, as Hippocrates said, I'm paraphrasing, you know, it's all about our gut. The key to medicine is uh, through our gut, you know, and mm-hmm. that's one of the comments that I, I, I have always thought about that I know that, your honey sweet and I always say mm-hmm. we're digging our grave with our teeth. Yes. And so he made a lot of good comments about the connection between diseases and gut and how changing our food, uh, talked about the elimination diet and adding things back. And the other good thing about his book is he's got great recipes. It's yes. not only he walks the talks the talk, but he walks the walk and shows us what we can do and what we can eat and how to prepare it. Yes. That's great. I know. And his book is phenomenal. His new book, you can get it on Amazon. It's Unfunk Your Gut, Boost Your Immune System, Heal Your Gut, and Unlock Your Mental, Emotional, and Spiritual Health. And so we want you guys, make sure you go right now and get that book and use it as a guide. And guess what? You will be so glad that you did. It was. It's an awesome book. And it does open, you know, it just open your mind and your eyes. Exactly. Yeah, to the things that we can do to, you know, have better health. Exactly. Yes, this was a great show. And as always, folks, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com. <laughs>